Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Thank you for joining us again today at the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. Yesterday I began talking to you about that. Why is there hurt and pain in this world? Why has God allowed that to be a part of our world? And I want to continue with it. And if you missed yesterday's broadcast, I really want to encourage you to go back to it. You can always listen to our programs online, free at FortressOfFaith.com, FortressOfFaith.com. Or if you have Spotify, you can also subscribe free to our uh, broadcast there on Spotify and listen to it in your car or wherever you are. And uh, again, FortressOfFaith.com. And uh, today I want to continue on that subject there. Why has God, well, why is there hurt and pain in this world? This was the number one question George Barna had asked. If you could ask God one thing, what would it be? And that question is, <clears throat> why is there pain and suffering in this world? And I want to continue some thoughts on that. And I want you to realize, number one, God is all-powerful. He is all-powerful. God can remove any pain that's in a person's life. He has the power to do it. He is what we call omnipotent. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. There is nothing too hard for thee. So does God have the ability, if he has all power, if he could just wave his finger and wish something to be, and it would be, and he has the ability to do that, does God have the power to remove all pain and suffering from this world? And the answer to that question is absolutely, yeah. He's got the power to do it. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. God has the power. But there's a reason why he chooses not to do it. Pain and suffering came into the world, not at the hands of God. We'll get to that in a moment. But God has something to perform in this world that teaches us something great about him. There are some things that God cannot do. Let's be clear. God cannot just cease to exist. <clears throat> you say, well, he's all powerful. Why didn't he just cease to exist if he's all powerful? If he can do anything, why doesn't he just cease to exist? It's not within his nature to do certain things. He is bound by his nature. He cannot sin. He cannot tell a lie. I mean, there's a, he cannot make mistakes because he is perfect. He's not weak and clumsy. And, uh, and you say, well, he, you know, he doesn't have to be because he, he, he has creatures in this world that can do that. He can't make contradictions. He can't make 2 plus 2 equals 5. Even though there's people in this world that want us to believe that 2 plus 2 can equal 5. These are also the same people that want to tell us that a boy is a girl and a girl can be a boy. And, uh, and that's not a baby living inside there. It's just tissue. And that God didn't create this world. And, uh, and Islam is a religion of peace. You know, these are people that are living in a fantasy out there. 
you know, God cannot make contradictions. He cannot make mistakes. He cannot cease to exist. So there are limits to what God can do, even though he is still, it doesn't take away from the fact that he remains to be all powerful. Uh, God created the possibility for evil. He did not create evil, but he created the possibility for evil to come into this world. How did he do that? Well, when he created this world, he finished his created work. I kind of spoke of this at the end of yesterday's broadcast, but let me kind of follow up on this a little bit better. That uh, he created all his finished work. He did it in, in six days and he rested on the seventh day. And then he looked, and, and by the way, there was no sin in this world at that point. There was no pain, no suffering, no death. Life without sin was existing. And he created it to a standard of it being good. Chapter 1, verse 31, And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Twelve times. Twelve times he said, It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Then he saw one thing that wasn't good. Only one thing did he see that was not good. It is not good that man be alone. He said, <laughs> he saw it and said, boy, that, that, that boy needs some help. Uh, and so he created a companionship for him. <clears throat> and praise God for that. I'm so thankful for the companion that God created for me uh, there because it wasn't good that I was alone. That's for sure. But so at this point, there's nothing wrong. There's no sin. There's no pain. There's no death. Um, there's there's no uh, uh, disaster. But he gave the possibility. He chose to give mankind a choice. And the choice was either obey me or disobey. If you obey, you continue to have everything as good. No sin, no pain, no death, no misery. Enjoy it all. All that came into place after. All that came into place after God, after Adam and Eve had sinned and disobeyed God. Now, the Bible tells us exactly what sin is. Sin is the transgression of the law. God's law was, don't eat of this tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. Isn't it interesting? Knowledge, the, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Do you know the word conscience? The word conscience means con with science, knowledge with knowledge. This is where conscience was born. Prior to this time, man had no conscience. He had no knowledge of right and wrong. He only had what God gave him. But God said, listen, don't eat of that tree. That's my commandment. But they disobeyed. And the moment that they disobeyed, that's when the world entered into the era of conscience. Now we had knowledge of right and wrong. Before, obedience 
Everything was right. Now we knew disobedience. Now we knew what was wrong. So number one, God has all power. Number two, know this. God is all-knowing. We call this his omniscience, that he has the ability to know all things. He knew Adam and Eve would do this, that man would fall, that there would be a departure from him. Now, let me bring it to a personal level. If you're a mom and you're and a dad, you'll know what I'm talking about very clearly. It's uh, it's a great pleasure when our kids obey us. When they, you know, they're told, son, uh, you know, before you go to school, I want you to take out the trash. I want you to empty the trash, and uh, and I want you to get uh, uh, the things that are in the backyard picked up and put away there before you head out. And then you get up and you look out. The kid's gone to school and all the stuff's still in the back and it's not put away. And you look out and the trash is not being taken out. Uh, you know, and then that kind of anger comes with there. And so, you know, well, <laughs> I told him to go do these things and he didn't do it. He disobeyed you. And uh, but it's a joy when you tell him, son, I want you to get that done. And then you go and look out and it's all done. Done just as you had asked him to do. Now, you could. Um, uh, probably put things in your children's life where they have no choices, where they do not have a choice in the matter, and they have to do what you tell them to do, or, you know, or, or really there's no choice in the matter. They only do what you tell them to do. Now, does that show love that they do it because if they don't, the uh, you know, there's just uh, uh, punishment and and uh, and all that stuff? Or when they do it, and they do it because they respect you, they love you, and they do it because they want to honor you, I tell you what, my friends, there is an amazing amount of joy that comes when you see your children obey because they show their love and their respect to you. That's exactly what God gets when we obey. When we obey, we show him our love and we show him our respect. And it brings joy into his heart and his life because we have shown our love and respect because we obeyed. But if we had no choice in the matter and that we were robots, then there wouldn't be any joy. There wouldn't be any respect. And I tell you what, there's a great lot of joy and respect in a person's heart when you, I remember me as a child and I started learning to obey it was great, uh, a great feeling even in my own heart that I did what my dad told me to do, and I saw that he was happy with that. It made me happy. It made our love draw closer, and, uh, and it's the same thing with God as well. God could have made us there, but with that knowledge, God has all power. He also has all knowledge. God knew that man would disobey. So he had a plan to rescue him because he is all knowing. He knew that there would be suffering and misery and hurt in this world as a result of man's disobedience. Man's disobedience brings problems, brings difficulty, brings hardship. Um, Because of sin, disease has crept into this world and uh, toiling has come into this world. God knew these would be the consequences of our disobedience. 
So God knew those things. His knowledge is greater than the knowledge of our suffering. Uh, the worst tragedy in history would bring about the most glorious event in history. When Jesus died on the cross, he died. This was the worst event in history. An innocent man, God, was put on the cross for no crime of his own, but he went there, not for his crimes, but because of my crimes and your crimes, he went there. God had a rescue plan so that he would suffer, pay the penalty for our sin debt, so that we could be forgiven. He stood in for us. He volunteered to step in our place to replace us from being judged, to demonstrate not only his love, but that he had a plan to rescue us. And all the way from the beginning, when Adam and Eve had sinned, he demonstrated his plan by taking something innocent, shedding its blood to provide a covering and a forgiveness for their sin. They no longer lived with the penalty of their sin on them because God forgave them by taking something innocent, shedding its blood, and applying that covering on them so that they would be freed from the fault of their sin. That was God's wonderful rescue plan for mankind. Well, we've got to stop there. If you've not trusted in that, would you? Would you believe in him, trust in him? God has a plan to rescue you. And that gift is available to you today. That's going to be it for today. We're going to have to stop here. We'll be back again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.